Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I am calling a town hall, a community family meeting. Because today we're going to talk about opting out of celebrating trauma. Now hear me out. Before we begin today, I want you to know a couple of things. One is that it's going to be a sensitive topic today because we're going to dig deep into our culture and dig deep into what I think is some of the, frankly, toxicity that we have amongst ourselves. But we're gonna talk about this with the focus on healing and love. It's not meant to be ugly, but it may be uncomfortable because I'm gonna challenge some of the myths, I believe, that we have internalized that are doing us as individuals damage, but also as a community. The second thing is I'm going to ask you to keep an open mind and to know that I I take this beautiful community that we are building so seriously. And I want you to know that if you have been joining and participating in these practices with me, because I really do feel like it's a we versus me process, you are not alone. This podcast is exploding in popularity and we really do have a sisterhood forming that I do not take for granted. And I'm so grateful to each one of you who takes time to download or listen even for 10 seconds to this podcast. So with those two things in mind, let's continue on with our family meeting. And that is all about how to opt out of celebrating trauma. This is gonna be another three-part series. This is part one. We're going to spend all of our time today talking about what do I mean when I say opt out of celebrating trauma and how does that look like? And again, our healing practice will be how can we recognize that we are celebrating trauma in our lives? Part two and three is going to be, well, what do we do about this? If we do believe that we are celebrating trauma, how do we change that? And so the following episodes this week are going to be opt into loving accountability and opt into healing. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this because I feel like this is a conversation we have to have amongst family with honesty and with love because celebrating trauma only keeps us locked in struggle. It forces us to speak the language of struggle and to traffic in it all day long. It brings disruption and pain into our life. And we just can't have that. And so we need to have this conversation. I'm going to talk about the three ways that trauma manifests itself and the three ways that our culture seems to be spewing out trauma. But first, I want to talk about the origins. How 
do we get to what I believe is a celebration of trauma? And I have studied mental health for many years and my particular joy and interest was working with people who had profound trauma in their lives and helping them navigate that. I've done that in many iterations, but one thing I have seen consistently about trauma and about how it impacts us is that one unspeakably terrible and horrific things happen to us, we have to make meaning of it to survive. And in the process of making meaning to survive, we have to develop some coping mechanisms and skills. And some of them are powerful and healthy and, and really help heal us. And some of those things may help us survive, but they don't help us thrive. Why am I talking about this? Because in order to have a conversation about how I feel we as a community celebrate trauma, I have to anchor it in the truth that slavery is the unspeakable horrific event that happened in our culture. And I talk about slavery because even if you are listening to this podcast, as some of you are, from a complete different country, you may be African, you may be British or European, you may be Caribbean, you may not identify with American slavery, but I'm here to tell you that slavery has impacted you even though you may not have ancestors who were directly a part of it. Slavery has a universal impact, much the way the Holocaust had a universal impact on the Jewish community. Slavery is that unspeakable horror that has damaged our culture. And in that unspeakable horror, our culture and our ancestors had to make meaning of that experience to survive. And it has spawned a whole bunch of unhealthy coping skills, unhealthy stereotypes about us as women, and has created a legacy that is something one to be proud of, but also that requires a lot of healing in our community and amongst ourselves. Slavery and the roots of slavery can, there's so many things that can be brought back to it. There is language we still use that goes back to slavery. And we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. And when I see current events, part of the reason I also feel compelled to talk about celebrating trauma is there are current events in our culture, current debates, current traumatic events that have taken place that there is a line and a connection to a larger, bigger trauma that happened almost 200 years ago. When we experience a horrible traumatic event and we try to make meaning of it, some of the ways we can do that can be unhealthy and have a long lasting impact. And so I talk about slavery and the trauma and the unspeakable events of that because we as a culture had to survive and we've done that using these three coping mechanisms. And that is to deny, to minimize, and then last but not least, where we're gonna spend the majority of our time the celebration of, of the event of trauma. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash burnout. Our lives are filled with compromise, but one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team, and it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash BGB. ZocDoc.com slash BGB. Denial is something that runs deep in people who experience trauma. There is a level, a true level of trauma, which actually has people disassociate. They actually forget the event that happened to them or aspects of the event. They feel it in their body. They have unexplained reactions or anxious or something startles them and they, and they, for lack of a better word, overreact to what happened. And it's all related to this one event they cannot remember. And so one of the ways that they deal with that is they go into denial. They deny the badness. And I think about that's a tool from those who are abusive and those who cause trauma to make sure that we don't break free of it, that we don't set boundaries, that we don't stand up and escape the pain. And I think culturally we've gotten to a place where we deny a thing is a thing. Something happens as has recently happened in our culture and we deny that it happened. We say, Oh, it was fake. Oh, they made it up. The second thing we do 
and is a survival mechanism of trauma is to minimize. It wasn't that big of a deal. You're tougher than that. People are overreacting. Why are you looking that way at this? And we sometimes as a culture minimize the horrible thing that just happened. And by minimizing it, again, it is a tool of oppression that we have co-opted for ourselves to not fully feel the pain of this horrible experience. When we minimize, which is another form of denial, but it's a very specific form. When we minimize our suffering, when we minimize disrespect, it causes us to continue on the behaviors that are harming. And last but not least, there's the celebration of trauma. And I see this happening often in our culture and it directly ties back to slavery. Again, when un unspeakable horrific things happen to you, you have to make a story. And part of that story is about how you have overcome the worst circumstances or injecting humor into horrible things. I think about how the word whipping has made its way into our culture and we talk about how we're gonna whip a child and very rarely, to be fair, do we ever mean actually getting a whip and whipping a child. Often it means a spanking or some version of discipline. However, that language of whipping comes directly from slavery when slaves were whipped. And yet it's made it into our language that often it's used jokingly. It is something that is, everybody understands what a whipping is and it has permeated our culture. Again, we all need to make stories to survive. The other way we celebrate trauma is when bad things happen and people do bad, terrible things, we celebrate it. We celebrate the event. We crack jokes, we make memes, we have a remix song out. I think about the, what has happened in the, at the Oscars that is going to stay with us for a lifetime. Everyone will remember this event no matter what day or time it is. And I think that some of us are all collectively laughing at that event. The no shortage of memes, I think about one of the, the famous memes that came out that I, in full transparency, laughed at was a man who had been a witness to or proximal to someone being sexually assaulted. And he came out on camera and said, hide your children, hide your, your women, hide, because they raping everybody up in here. And I remember, I mean, you're probably chuckling now as I say it, it, it made me chuckle. But under the root of that was the fact that somebody was breaking into someone's home and, and sexually assaulting them. And to cope with the horror that black women are disproportionately sexually assaulted, to cope with the horror that we still have not gotten to a place where we can lovingly engage with each other that doesn't involve violence, we celebrate it. We reframe things. We say, oh, that person had it coming. Or we say things like protect black women at all costs. And we don't really address 
the problem and we minimize and then celebrate the event. We say, this is great. This is what need to happen. This is amazing. Put somebody in our place. And I cannot tell you, fam, how unhealthy it is that we do that. And yet how common it is, how I have been a person who celebrated my trauma, who made it a comedy hour. And I wanna be clear with you that humor is very healthy and therapeutic. And there are times where making a joke about an event is a temporarily great way to process it. But what it embeds into our culture as an automatic response, when we can no longer have honest conversations where we hold each other accountable, coming next, next episode, where we deny and minimize and then celebrate an event or we reframe an event in a way that is a celebration which should not be, we stay locked in struggle. And we deserve so, so much better. I believe protecting black women starts with loving accountability to black women. We have not been treated well. We have not been protected. But I promise you, violence is never going to be a healthy form of protection. Loving accountability and tenderness are the first steps to protecting black women. When we say someone deserves what happens to them and it involves violence, that is celebrating trauma. There is plenty of room for conversations about loving accountability again. How to hold someone accountable for dishonoring themselves and somebody else. But celebrating violence is the language of struggle. And to take it a step further, it is oppression. It is the remnants of oppression. And I say all this with a heavy heart because I know so many of us are so used to that being the way it is that we don't know there's another way to be, that there is a way to stand up for ourselves, to engage with each other with love and humor and have a good time. There is a way to protect black women that isn't steeped in black on black crime, dishonoring of black women, and then the celebration of all the unhealthy, toxic ways that we try to deal with that. We deserve so much more than having a joke at our expense. We deserve so much more than laughing and celebrating the harming of others. And in order to get to a place where we can have the inheritance that we deserve as black women, the first step is learning how to make people lovingly accountable to us, how to be accountable to ourselves with love and how to hold others lovingly accountable to us. And as we continue this family meeting, this town hall, 
that's going to be our next conversation, our next loving and hard one. What is loving accountability and how do we make people accountable in our community? So let's get into your healing practice for today. For today, I want you to think about events, moments, conversations that you are having. I want you to think about how does a celebration of trauma show up in your life? What conversations are you having with others? What jokes are you making that are rooted in pain that everyone's clapping and laughing with? What things are you internally cheering on? Oh, that person had it coming. Take note of it. And I'm going to ask you to write it down because as we go through part two later in this week about how to hold people lovingly accountable, we're going to reframe that trauma that you celebrated and turn it into loving accountability, which then in turn brings us to our last piece of the series this week, which is how to opt into healing, how to reframe it and use the tools of loving accountability to make our voice heard. And then finally, how do we create a healing space where that pain has been? Please keep with me, stay with me, don't walk out of the town hall. And let's finish out the week with a hopefully, if not new perspective, a refreshing one on how we deal with some of the pain in our community. I can't wait to continue this conversation. So that's it for this episode of the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. You can find this podcast across all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe. Tell a friend if this is meaningful and impactful to you. Keep the movement going. We are so much bigger than you think we are in number. And if you feel inclined to put a rating on, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts in particular, I can't wait to talk to you this week. So until I do, take care of yourself and take care of each other. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.